Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hello, this is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom and host of the daily uh, podcast, Wisdom Smack. And I want you to join me on the flip because we're going to be getting into um, how to start regulating and finding our footing uh, as it starts to settle in that we're in this for the long haul. So don't fret. We've got you. There is wisdom to be had. Stick with me as we talk about activating survival mode. I'll see you on the flip. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I want to get into it. So no big introductions. It's time for us to dig in and understand how to take care of ourselves to be able to survive. I'm already hearing from people who I uh, matriculate with who are saying, hey, this has been over a month for some of us who run our own businesses, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, small business owners, and the like. And when you're trying to fund your business, keep it afloat while not bringing in what you're traditionally used to making, you can imagine money starts running out really quickly. And we're not going to even talk about if you have employees or if you have mortgage, mortgages and the like. But this is not just about business owners, so don't turn me off. Um, this is about anyone who is out there and, and who does not have a long-term supply of liquidity and cash that you can easily go and live on for a while, all right? So we're going to be really getting into this. And at the top of what I do, I want to talk, uh, I want to mention a book that if you want to, you can read it and it'll be, it'll be a lot of eye opening going on. But the name of the book is Winners Take All. Um, and it's by Anand Girid, um, let me slow down to say his name, Girid Haridas. Um, and I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes. And it's called Winners Take All. And I might spend a few days uh, incorporating some of the information that he talks about. Uh, the gist of what he said, uh, the book came out in 2018. And he wrote it, it seems like the span of around maybe 2010 um, up to 2018 because of the references that he gives and even how he starts the book with some of the case studies of people who were in college on through to grad school going into uh, the Obama administration and then into the current Trump administration. And I don't like to, you know, date stuff, but we're, we're in the trenches now. We've got to help each other. And I 
uh, am calling attention to the book because he shone light on things that I had been observing, but was not able to put them in such a succinct way. Um, and I liked the way he disseminated it. Then it comes down to this, that we shifted from a model of a separation of g- a government and business. And now we are fully in um, intertwined with business to the point where, at least in the United States, most of our, our, our government, most of our charitable, most of our social anything is first and foremost done by a business model instead of by a social model to the point where the word social anything has become a bad word. And the reason why is because it is, it is thought of being synonymous with um, inequality and meaning that those who have are threatened with having to give up or lose some of what they have. And once people who have have gotten, they are not wanting to give it up. And I'm not, you know, bashing anyone for what you have achieved. Good good for you. Um, what I am saying is that instead of looking at social justice and, um, like I said, equality and equitability, it has now been where those words have been supplanted. And the new words are fairness and win-wins. And yeah, we'll be touching a little bit on when win-win goes wrong if we have time today. So let me get into this because this is not about corporate America. This is not about just the government. This is about how to sustain, how to not sustain, but how to survive in a time like this. So the first thing I'm going to say is, is that there are six movements that we need to move through. And that is to be able to cope with where we are, then learn how to sustain ourselves, learn how to survive. And then we need to learn how to adjust and then start to regain or gain and then learn how to thrive. So those are the six movements I want to touch on today with how to get this survival mode going. And uh, the first thing I'm going to say to be able to do that is to embrace what is called a first mover's advantage. Instead of listening to the everyday um, diet of fear-mongering, look for in all of that listening, look for hints of what you need to do to be able to start sustaining. Find out, contact, if you're at home, uh, which most people are, start finding out what you can do with your local um, utilities, your rent or mortgage, or any of those things that you need to take care of. Because one of the biggest things that are is happening right now is a financially induced depression that's overtaking a lot of people. And there is not any kind of golden goose or silver bullet I can give you right now to say, oh, do this and you'll go get this money. Instead of that, you have to learn how to be a, uh, take advantage of the first mover's advantage, especially if you're listening to this podcast, because we're all about wisdom. And wisdom is not about hiding your head in the sand. Wisdom is about being able to be early bird gets the worm. So if you haven't already, uh, go to your mortgage or your um, rental 
companies, figure out what can be done, contact your credit cards, your utilities and the like, and figure out how you can get forbearances because just because your com- your state, your government, your, your country has said that they will be lenient does not mean that it will be immediately extended to you uh, because some of them have the caveats that they will only extend these uh, graces to those who reach out. So make sure you do that. Um, I will tell you, I did a lot of mine uh, over a week ago, and I'm just now hearing back from them uh, that we got your information and it's set up and ready to go. And so do not wait any longer. Please don't do that. Don't wait. Do what you need to. Okay. and let's see. What's the next one? Okay. so that's how to start coping with what you need to do. Now, what we're practicing right now is something I've been talking about for a while, and that is to strengthen our our adaptability skill. We're in a new terrain. You don't have time to be waiting for things to come back. You have to look at this as being the way things are, your new normal. We talked about that yesterday. And so because you have a new way of living, you have got to quickly Get acclimated to what new rules are in place. And the new rules say that those who are able to have first movers advantage and do what you need to, that's what you need to do. Um, I've been checking and there are um, things for small businesses, um, independent contractors and the like. Um, I've already been getting the links for what I need to know, what I need to do, the dates and all of that. And I want you to be the same. Be on top of things. Do not sit there and let your mind idly languish and get into dark places where you start to get a fatalistic idea of your future. Don't do that. You've got to do everything you can to stay in sync with a hopeful outcome. This is not the end of anything. Every day has a chance for a brand new mercy. There are still people making a lot of money to take care of themselves. There will be a lot of new businesses built out of this. There will be there will be so much new life because guess what? By my calculations with this, yeah, by about December or January, there's going to be a baby boom <laughs> and all the different things uh, that are going to be happening. So understand that you are still in it to win it. Don't don't give up any ground. We are here to adapt. And so with the coping, understanding that this is a new way of life. The sustaining, the sustainability is lose no more ground, no more ground. And that comes from being proactive to get yourself together, take care of the things that you need to take care of. And the way I'm going to say this is, is look at the priorities that you need to have. Okay, so you know you need to have shelter, you need to have clean air, water, a place to sleep, um, a place that's safe where you don't have to worry about um, danger, and food. Okay, so those are the things that you definitely need to have. Oh, and toilet paper. Yes. <laughs> well, if you're in the United States, toilet paper. If you're in other places, if you got a bidet, and in some places in the United States, you're okay. Okay, so. There's that. The next thing is, is to take care of your finances as much as possible. 
And that is when I'm talking about like now that's moving you into the sustainability to to stop free falling if that was your case or to uh, sustain and maintain um, the level where you are or better reaching out, finding out what resources are available to you, or if you're in the position where you can help others doing that and making sure that um, you get it to the places where it will go, either if you do it directly with friends and family and those in your direct circle, or if you uh, contribute to reputable, vetted places who are willing to help others as well. Okay. And then on the next one is survive. So now that you've coped with where you are, new normal, and you sustain taking care of your own business, it's time to survive. And when we look at um, survival, survival is setting a new baseline for how life is from this point on. What keeps you alive? What keeps you able to um, get the energy you need? And I'm going to tell you um, the best way to quote unquote survive in your new normal is to find a way to make order out of your chaos. I've talked a lot in previous podcasts about the difference between and the similarities between chaos or destruction, chaos and order. And when you're in the survival mode, it is right at that split within chaos where you start figuring out the patterns, you start figuring out uh, how to how to make sense of and regain some semblance of order to the chaotic energy. Yesterday, I talked a little bit about how to see through ambiguity and I, I landed on if you're not able to clearly make decisions with, with the resources and the information and data you have, then try to make good choices. If you can't do that, then it's time for you to look for patterns and make sense of your patterns because by understanding or forming patterns, they will help you to be able to advance and even understand what's coming up, you know, uh, what giving you a better um percentage-wise, a better uh, ability to plan accordingly for what's coming up. And that's no different than what we're talking about here. And that is to start making sense out of the order, looking for the patterns, looking for commonalities and differences, and get uh, gaining your footing. Okay, so that's the first three. The next three are it's time after you get to the point where you know you're going to survive. You've possibly got a new routine. Your family understands how you live in your new world and you've gotten it down pat, you know, where you can do it. You've started to develop a routine or even a ritual. It's then time to adjust so that you can go forward and to or go upward. However you articulate your direction of making movement in the right direction, that's what we're going to be doing then because that is p- the second part of the survival mode that gets you into thriving. So with adjusting, and I don't think... I don't think we're at the adjustment point right now, but I do want to go in and give it to you right now so that you'll be ready. So when you talk about adjusting, that's going to be where you've possibly sourced for new sources, new resources or places to get what you need 
to live your new life, or you have been able to start collecting and assembling and forming a new way of doing what you do. And so with the adjustment, the adjustment sets you up for where you start gaining. And gaining is not about gaining money, gaining gainful employment, none of that. Gaining is about being able to upgrade, update um, your standard of living where you're not just barely hanging on. Now you're stabilizing uh, to the point of being a little more comfortable with what you do with your gaining. And then the next stage of that is going to be where you begin to thrive. And when you begin to thrive, that means that you not only are able to sustain and help yourself, but you're able to sustain and help others. And so those are the six movements that I wanted to talk about um, for activating the survival mode in the new way that we found it. And I hope this goes, you know, where you understand that if if you can't if if you can't uh see your way into doing these things with whether it be finances, housing or whatever, see it as a way for your health and the health of those in your direct impact and vicinity. Uh so say for instance, your survival mode is to make it through this unscathed without any kind of illness. That means coping. Uh, We'll go through cope, sustain, survive, adjust, gain, and thrive. So to cope, that means that you have to cope with the fact that whatever you do, you have to get self-maintenance, that you're going to self-distance. You're going to stay out of uh, the path of possibly getting the virus. Then sustaining, you're going to sustain uh, your self-quarantine. And you're not going to give in and be like, oh, I'm just going to go here or go there. No, stay in. If that means that you have to open up a window and let the sun shine on you, that's what you need to do. Too many people I hear, they're like, I had to go for a walk. And you look and and, and you see that their walk <laughs> was 50 other people out there. And they pretend like, oh, we're keeping our distance. But are you really? And we continue to hear, at least in um, the United States, of gatherings way larger than 10. And just today, there was another um, disheartening report of uh, spring breakers who, out of the 70 who chartered a uh, plane to go to spring break, 44 have already been tested positive out of 70, out of 70, excuse me, 70, not 77. Out of 70, 44 have already tested positive. And my heart goes out to them, their families and the like, because first of all, they're too young to go stay by themselves. So they're bringing that home to their families at least. And then it was reported that some of them actually took commercial flights back from their spring break, uh, exposing others. And just by not understanding how to cope with and sustain your new understanding of your new life, you open yourself up and so many people up to unnecessary suffering. And then the next thing after that coping and sustaining is to survive. Do what you can to keep yourself as healthy as possible. And I'm going to say, deal with the mental health as best you can. 
Eat as best you can, move your body as best you can, deep breathe, and monitor your thoughts. Don't let them get away from you. There are a lot of people who are used to having the freedom and just by telling them that they can't do something, it's driving them crazy. That is something, and I, I when I say, I, I, don't want, I don't mean to say that we're driving them crazy as much as I'm saying um, making them antsy or anxious, okay? So be aware of that. And the next thing, moving on from that to adjusting, knowing that this is your new normal and that this won't last always, that you won't be cooped up always, give that to you, give that to yourself as a way to self-regulate and self-maintain. Have you ever realized that the big gain in this is that you are learning skills, whether you want it to or not, you're learning important survival and thriving skills that are going to be transferable once we get out of the situation where you'll be the stronger and the better for it. And that will mean that you will thrive. Think about it. If you look at just taking it in a broader view by saying, what is 60 to 90 days to ensure the health of myself and my family. I can do anything for 60 to 90 days. If that's what it takes, that's not long. That's a, what, that's a quarter of a year. That's not long at all. It takes, um, let's see, what, what takes more than 90 days? Uh, well, I know for me, it takes me longer than 90 days to write a book. It used to be shorter, but yeah. Um, it's just it's so much that I want you to realize that you still have power over to be able to thrive. And so don't don't focus so much. Don't zoom in so much on the minutia. Don't zoom in on the moment where you totally forget the power of the day or the year or whatever. Um and I could, you know, well, I, I will say it, I'll, I'll probably uh, tear it up, but think of it in, in, in the terms of how the wise ones have said that uh, what Ralph Waldo Emerson has uh, said, and I'm paraphrasing, the days will never know what the years will. It's another way of saying, um, don't despise what you can get done in a, a day because you'll be totally surprised at what you can do in a year. So do not just zoom in and focus on this minute little time. Don't risk the rest of your life for trying to go out and have uh, walks and sneak to see friends and lovers and all this kind of stuff. When if you just give yourself a few weeks, some days, you'll be okay. This too shall pass. And Understand as well that, and I want to say this in my last, you know, part of my my segment today, is financial depression is real and it's contagious. And I wish there was an antidote that I could just send your way and be like, whoop, there you go. But for each person, it hits them differently. And there are a lot of people who are being faced with that diabolical urge of lack, of fear, of loss, and it's a real thing when you don't know, you have that uncertainty of your basic needs continuing to be met because you can't see. You don't know where something is coming from. And I understand. I am not going to sit here and tell you I don't know and I haven't known. Oh, I definitely know. But remember, 
I can say that what you expect, you genuinely get. It's more important than ever to have expectations of life and sustaining success and thriving and and having a bright future. A bright future that's not far off, but that's that's here. I want you to see yourself and your family and those that you love. I want you to see all of them whole and healthy and thriving and doing better than they were before this happened. I want you to see this as a time of jubilee. The other day I talked about, you know, having a financial jubilee and what that means, because somebody asked me, (laughs) um, a financial jubilee, it's kind of like it not kind of, it's a um a biblical concept of wiping every 50 years, wiping the slate clean where there's a restart and loans and debts are cleared. And when I I said it, I was like, well, I don't think that would possibly happen in the way we have things, but you know, you never know. But then I was convicted when I was doing my meditation that it doesn't matter if someone else, no one else outside of you has to give you your quote unquote jubilee. A jubilee can be a reframe where you can reframe what you what you have to take care of and how it can be taken care of when you stop equating it with only being solved in one way and opening yourself up for different ways to be for it to be evolved and whatever your stance is whether you are a person who is a bootstrapper or you are a person who um is part of the corporate machine and used to working um, um, a fair wage for a fair pay or however you look at it, be willing, I dare you, be willing to be open to new and exciting and different ways of fulfilling your needs and having your livelihood. Because this, whether you want to believe it or not, this is our new normal. This is the new way of life. And what was before has, it's, it's been changed. I, I wish I could say in good consciousness that, oh, we'll go, we'll turn, that, no more returning, we're moving forward. Um, that, that way of life is gone. And so instead of fearing the future, look for the future to behold so many new gifts and opportunities and ways for you to thrive and prosper and grow and have all your needs met. Update your expectations, update your belief in you, and update your confidence in what you can do, what you can receive, what you can have, what you can be. And the next thing I do want to say about this um, financial depression, it is a prevalent energy that is, um, I know for certain it's in my my neck of the woods uh, because most of the people that live in my area, they uh, derive their income from local means. And so with the little university here having to shut down, uh, the local bread frack factory, and the other things that drive our economy in my my particular uh, town, 
people are at home who are never at home and they're antsy. Their kids are outside trying to, you know, play basketball. And it's sad because you got the kids in in my cul-de-sac and it's like we got three different basketball goals up because the kids can't play together. So they have to play individually and you can tell they want to play together. It's anyway. The biggest thing that I can say is when you activate your survival mode, make sure you activate the ability to adjust quickly, to not longingly be so stubborn to let go of the past. You have to be flexible. You have to be optimistic and you have to shrug off what seems real realistic. You know, when you're looking, you're like, wait a minute, the income is not coming in. What's going on? You can't look at just that as the end all be all. You have to be open to new ideas and new ways, but not so much that you have this frantic or frenetic energy that causes you to do a whole lot and get nothing done because that's not good either. And I myself have had to calm down from that kind of energy of frantically moving, thinking that the movement and the doing is going to solve something. If it doesn't lead to anything lucrative, stop it too. So in my last few moments, what I I, I want you to know is that it is imperative that your priorities be to first stabilize yourself so that you can survive, you know, that you can go the distance, the long haul, that this is truly not a sprint, but a marathon. So learn how to cope with what's going on. Learn how to find your footing when you sustain yourself so that you can teach yourself how to survive in this new way of living. Once you get stabilized and enough to survive where you feel like you can move forward, then the next part of that is I want you to adjust and uh, taking what you've learned from the new way of sustaining yourself. Start to post gains, get gains of um, advancement so that you can then move back into or hopefully, maybe for some people the first time, a way that you're able to thrive. Don't forget to take advantage of the first mover's advantage to go and shore up everything that you can and everything that you will. Don't hide from people. Don't pretend like you're an ostrich in a sand and ignore the the painful, scary parts. Contact the people. Reach out. You'll be amazed and surprised at how if you just let them know, they can help you. And then beware of uh, the financial depression that can so quickly come in. It's slick and it's fast. Don't get into despair or hopelessness. Don't get into the point where what you see right now blots out any hope for a better tomorrow. Expect that things are going to get better and they will because you will naturally start working towards feeling and projecting and creating in a way where things start to get better. And the best thing you can do is to take care of yourself, take care of those that you are sheltering in place with, and do become a better or the best citizen that you can by not causing anybody who has to be mandatorily outside any more uh, issues than are necessary. 
So guess what, you guys? Yes, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe. And if there's something that you'd like for me to cover, check the show notes uh, for a way to contact me. And because this is a daily podcast, guess what? I am going to see you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.